0: Hey, Forge family, this will be part of episode number five on our podcast journey towards understanding spiritual formation. We've looked at the spiritual disciplines of solitude, silence, chastity, and fasting. And as I was pondering and reading this week, getting ready for our time together, I ran across a quote by Dallas Willard, one of the godly ones who has served the body of Christ on the subject of Christ's pattern life formed in us and the spiritual disciplines that move us toward transformation. Here's what Dallas Willard had to say about spiritual disciplines. The aim of disciplines in the spiritual life and specifically in the following of Christ is the transformation of the total state of the soul. It is the renewal of the whole person from the inside involving differences in thought, feeling, and character that may never be manifest in outward behavior at all. This is what Paul has in mind when he speaks of putting off the old man and putting on the new. Quote, Renewed to resemble in knowledge the one who created us. Unquote. So there in that last phrase... Dallas was, was quoting Colossians chapter 3 verse 10 that says, And having put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. All right, Forge family, so let's just, just pause right there. And uh, I didn't turn off the recording, but there's going to be about 15 seconds of, of just reflection, silence. Um, And and I'm urging us together to ask Holy Spirit if he is in the renewal process already with us, helping us forward in, in solitude and in silence and in chastity and in fasting toward internal transformation. Holy Lord, we hunger, we thirst for that transformation that will make us like you. We know it begins on the inside, in the heart, and have moved, and then we watch it move outward as our spirit is instructed and led by Holy Spirit to lead our soul by Holy Spirit power, to break every thought captive, every feeling under control of the Scriptures and Holy Spirit, and especially, Lord, our tongues. We need your power to transform our mouth. Please keep working, Holy Spirit. So some of you have used forms of journaling for Scripture meditation and recording the goodness of God. This week... In podcast number five, I'm, I'm adding a spiritual discipline that he has worked in me and is working in me now. Um, you undoubtedly have heard the term introspection. And it's synonymous uh, terms, the, the, the synonyms, if you will. Self-analysis, self-examination, soul-searching. they are just a few. Um, even when we look closely at a definition of introspection, There are references to the examination of our thoughts and feelings drawing solely on our own mental state. Now, it is that latter phrase about our own mental state that should set off alarms, you know, caution flashings, you know, yellow crime scene tape. Because we enter into that review of our thoughts and feelings with only our own mind to filter all of that. And the result, universally, Absolutely is we think and we feel badly about ourselves. Introspection is invariably negative. And we could also describe the end point here as having the same results as self-consumption, where self is the final judge of those thoughts and feelings. Now, that said, get ready to strip off that practice, to just leave introspection behind it has no place in coming and becoming self-aware okay no part of our spiritual and it has really no part of our spiritual transformation at all in colossians the apostle paul taught believers about putting off the old and putting on the new so how do we begin to put on the new Let me suggest that the practice of self-reflection is what we are longing for. This discipline is invariably positive or has quick positive motions that flow from it. Now, for example, to be self-reflective, you are in need of the Holy Spirit who knows you deeply and loves you fiercely. But first, let me give you some history. In 1491, a year before Columbus arrived in the New World, okay, there was a young baby born as the youngest of thirteen children, named Ignatius. As a young man, uh, he he soaked his boyhood and his young his young life in stories of knighthood and chivalry, the Round Table, Camelot. El Seed and the Song of Roland. He just, he just longed to be bigger than life. And he dressed accordingly and he swaggered around. He was an excellent dancer and a womanizer. But also very sensitive to insult. And if you got up in his face, you could expect to be challenged to a duel. And he fought many of them. Ultimately, he, ultimately he, he enlisted to serve one of the dukes. Uh, f- military forces in northern Spain. He fought in many battles and was never injured. But in 1521, in a battle at Pamplona, where the French came to attack, he was he was hit by a cannonball. Now I've, I've read accounts that said he was on horseback, uh, and, uh, and uh, I've read accounts that just said he was hit by a cannonball. Normally, when that happens, you what's left of you is is pink mist. But in this case, he survived. He had terrible wounds to his legs. And, and there was no anesthesia in those days, except maybe a good stiff belt of brandy and a leather strap that you would bite down on. And so he he repeatedly had his legs set and straightened because they had been broken in so many different places. But then they were rebroken, and, and they tried to remanufacture his his legs, so that he could stand and fight. But ultimately, his injuries ended his career as a soldier. During his long recovery, Ignatius of Loyola read volumes on the life of Jesus and on the saints. He was deeply moved, longing to pursue a religious life. And ultimately, he went to the Lady Chapel in Manresa and hung up his armor and weapons and walked away from the life of a soldier. He longed to lead Muslims to faith in Christ and went on pilgrimage to Jerusalem, eventually gathering men around him, teaching them, discipling them, acting as a spiritual director in their lives. And out of those times of his leadership came a volume known as The Spiritual Exercises of Ignatius. All right, Forge, so far, this is a good beginning, a great beginning, but how we start isn't what counts. It's how we end, all right? So here we go, a little bit more history. Ignatius taught his men a five-fold daily rhythm of self-reflection. So five times a day, the, the men who were with him would withdraw to be alone, to be quiet, to be private, an inquire of God. They'd ask questions of God. How the previous hours had served him. Asking for direction for the next block of time. Those brief periods of questions tuned their hearts to listen and, and to feel loved. Now Ignatius, you know, his life you know, took a turn. He went on to Paris. He became a priest in the Roman Catholic uh, Church, uh, he founded the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits. And while venerated today and referred to as a saint, his goals switched to become a warrior in the Counter-Reformation. You see, in Northern Europe, huge numbers of people, vast tracts of land that were populated by people were coming to faith in Jesus through grace and Alone, under the teaching of Luther, under the teaching of Zwingli, under the teaching of Knox and others, Calvin, to to name some. And the Catholic power brokers welcomed the Jesuits as their reaction force to hold Catholicism intact. All right, Forge family, Uh, enough history on that. Okay, we want to end well. So I'm going to use this phrase, chew up the meat and spit out the bones. Draw on this form of Christ-centered, Holy Spirit-driven self-reflection to lay before the Lord the questions of, um, how are my last hours? Was the kingdom of God advanced by my behaviors, by my actions, by my thoughts, by my mouth, by my deeds. What pleased you, Lord? And how do I go forward with that? And yes, yes, when, and when we're corrected, we're corrected by the Father, with a Father's heart. Okay, and, and when we're corrected, we're convicted. Now, then we, the immediate response needs to be confession. Now, confession is agreement. The word, that's what that word means. You agree, yes, Lord, you're right. And quickly then flows forgiveness. And we're flooded with the sense of God's presence and his forgiveness. And on we go with him in his way. Now, mostly when you do this practice of self-reflection, you will be encouraged. You will be directed to what comes next. And as a result of letting the Lord be your filter, letting the Scripture be your filter, you will be filled with gratitude. That alone will draw you again and again to seek His presence and reflect with His direction and the Scriptures. So for this week, Forge family, please set aside blocks of time daily to practice this discipline of asking God's opinion about you and your choices. Now, you may not hear an audible voice, but a memory may come. Or you may kind of go, ooh, I didn't handle that right. Or, ooh, you know, I saw her smile after I said that. You know, And you get the sense that the Lord is moving in you to remind you of what pleased him. Come ready to share about those encounters with God. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we're looking forward to meeting with you. We truly long to hear your thoughts and your questions. Set us up to walk in your ways. Amen. All right, Forge family, I love you. We'll see you soon.